0: Good afternoon, everyone, for our next episode. Welcome to 62 Who Knew. Today we're going back to a little bit of an old-fashioned form of the show. I only have one guest, but it's an incredible guest. It's going to be one-on-one, him and I, for a very specific reason, one of our favorite guests, Mr. Steven Sless, and I'm going to explain to you why we only have one guest in about 90 seconds. But first, as always, I want to thank last week's guests. I want to thank last week's viewers, uh, because again, we keep going, 75,000, up to 80,000. Uh, we got to reach that 100,000 mark, and I have a feeling, I say this for the last four weeks, but I really, really think this is the one that is going to break the 100,000 mark uh, for sure. So let me give a quick synopsis, because we do have new viewers every week, and I appreciate that. What exactly is 62 Who Knew? We'd love to tell you that. This show is about the double-edged sword, or if you wish, the mixed blessing of longer lifespans. Over the last several decades, modern science, medical breakthroughs, technology breakthroughs have never made the advances as they have in the last few decades. Myself at 62 years old, diseases, viruses, Uh, quite frankly, that we all worried about when I was going to school, are not even even a part of today's children's and young parents' definition. And that's such an incredible thing. But with this double-edged sword, with this blessing of long life, comes something else. Unfortunately, only 1% of this great nation can afford to retire in their early 60s knowing that they may have, or the odds are very good that they have at least 30 more years ahead of them. No generation before us, not my father, not my father's father, we all had the same questions. Should I try and pay off my house before I retire? Should I take Social Security at 62 years old or should I defer to a later age? Do I need to keep working? Do I need more life insurance? Can I even get life insurance as I'm approaching 62 years old? Do I need long-term care insurance? A crucial question in today's world, specifically after the last 12 months of COVID-19. Will I be needing a Medicare supplemental policy? All of these questions, my father and his father had too. But they were planning to live to be in their upper 70s, or low 80s, not low 90s, and that's a big difference, and that's what that show is about. Every week, we try and bring you a different expert to talk about getting from that age of 62 into the 90s, and quite frankly, with new medical technologies and breakthroughs coming in the next decade, very soon, that will be the hundreds. I know a lot of you are laughing, but it's the truth. It will be the hundreds soon. How do we get there in a nice style of life, with peace of mind, with health, and with quality? And that's what 62 Who Knew is about. Uh, we're on just a little less than two years and building uh, here in this uh, great independent uh, internet station, we Beam TV, uh where the uh, entrepreneur and owner of the company, Mr. John Gaston, has helped us go from obviously zero viewers week one to a little over 80,000 last week. Obviously, uh, the public has accepted this as a forum that they enjoy. So let's get to what we're going to be doing tonight. As many of you know, most of you know, we made a very bold, when I say we, 62 who knew, made a very, very bold commitment in the second week of January of 2021. We committed to be the tip of the spear in a movement to bring long-term care insurance to the masses. Long-term care insurance is a staggering product that all people should have. But quite frankly, for most of his existence, only the upper middle income or even upper income people have had that product. In fact, in most cases, those are the people that all the carriers, all the insurance underwriters target. As if the masses don't need these kind of things. They need them even more. But in order for the masses to have them, long-term care insurance, Medicare supplemental policies, life insurance, single premium products, where you write a big check, and you get a single premium product with life insurance riders, long-term care insurance writers, investment and annuity riders. How do we bring that to the masses? Well, one thing has to be for sure. The masses need a funding source, and there is no better funding source for people 62 years old and above for everything that I just mentioned than today's reverse mortgage. And I say today's reverse mortgage because it's nothing like the reverse mortgage of yesteryear. So today, one-on-one, no panel, we bring back Mr. Steven Sless, president and founder of the Sless Group president of uh the division a national division licensed in 49 states don't worry we'll get that 50th and let's bring him on john one of our favorite guests mr Steven Sless. thank you for coming back you were here last week too so thank you for coming back so quickly
1: it's a pleasure great to be back with you happy monday that was your uh i've listened to just about every show <laughs>
0: monologue that you've done over the past two years and bravo best one so far <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, you know, you and I are emotional about this. I mean, it's our career, and, and it, it's the way we make a living. It's the way we support our family, um, but it's, it makes it something special. Um, they say there's a, I think there is a cliche, isn't there, Steve? Uh, nothing's more dangerous than a man on a mission, um, and uh, we do have a mission. And long-term care insurance and a few of the other products that, that I mentioned. They should be available to the masses, not just the elite. And we're lucky enough to have some other great people with us in this mission. Uh, Mr. Bill Comfort, Mr. Peter Gelbwachs, Mark Goldberg, Carol Golden over at NAFA, uh, just a few, there are many more. So um, it's a good mission, but um, tonight we're going to get down to it. Layman's terms, You know, you have the mustache like Tom Selleck, but he doesn't have this. No no Hollywood, you know, people talking. I mean, I love the Tom Seller commercials, but let's face it, he's paid. He's written a check to say that. Um, and I love the commercials, and I thank AAG uh, for being such a big stability, you know, in our industry. But they're going to hear it now from real people, from you, from a national expert. Who really owns the home in a reverse mortgage? The number one myth. Why are the borrowers totally protected and not liable? Even when they're alive for what they borrowed, what happens when the first borrower dies? How is that remaining borrower, that surviving borrower protected? And something that most people don't know, how is the estate protected from never taking a loss? And uh, when we're done with that, we're going to go into the purchase reverse mortgage. that I have been saying for many years is the sleeping giant of the senior retirement real estate world, and we got the best person in the world here to do it. You. So um, is, is this a is this an hour long show or a three hour long? show? We're doing show? We got three. A lot oh, I didn't tell here. you. Uh, this is the sixty two. Who knew telethon? I have Jerry Lewis, <laughs> Ed McMahon, uh, communicating with me through a Ouija board. And I know you and
1: I can talk reverse mortgages for days. Me. We 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 got a we got a lot of work ahead of us in. Uh, You know 50 what 55 minutes actually
0: 47 minutes (laughs) oh my all right so all right i'm gonna you i named the five myths i'm gonna ask the question and then truthfully i got to it's your show i really want it to be your show (laughs) um the number one myth in your opinion of a reverse mortgage go
1: number one myth is that for some some reason it's it's a myth that the homeowner gives up ownership of the house or or they they don't own the house. They can't leave the house to their heirs. Let's let's make that 100% clear right now. A reverse mortgage is just that. It's just a mortgage. Really not much different than a traditional mortgage loan in that there's a lien on the house. In this case, the lien is a reverse mortgage lien. What makes the reverse mortgage so unique and so different is that this loan comes with flexible repayment options. So you can choose to treat it as a traditional mortgage and make payments if you like to, or you can defer payback until the last remaining homeowner leaves the home. Over the past year with COVID, everybody's gotten very comfortable with these loan deferments. Almost half the country is in some sort of loan deferment because they had trouble paying their mortgage payment when you know when COVID happened earlier last year. So the concept of deferment has become very accepted. But for some reason, reverse mortgages still uh, have not become as widely accepted. We're we're changing that. And and that is changing quite drastically. And it has done so over the past five or six years. Um, But myth number one, let's just do rapid fire here. You still own your home 100%.
0: Absolutely. All right. Number two myth to me. It almost carries to number one, which is okay, Stephen. We believe you. While we're alive, we own the home. It's when we die that's when you guys take it, right? <laughs> right. We're gonna we're
1: gonna we're gonna steal all their equity. We're gonna take their house. Their their kids aren't gonna get any inheritance. We hear it all. Yeah. Uh, I, I got an email this morning from a builder, and, and I know we're we're not talking about the purchase yet, but and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but. Uh, we have a client that's using a reverse mortgage to purchase new construction. Uh, that new construction is almost done. It's a over 55 community. It's going to be done in June. And we're going through the application process right now. The client is super excited, did all their due diligence, did their homework, came to the realization, you know what? This is an incredible way to use a reverse mortgage to preserve more cash flow later in life. She's agreed to take out the reverse mortgage and use it to buy the house. Well, the builder emails me this morning. I can't believe that you would offer seniors this this horrible, terrible loan. And oh the email was a lot more colorful than this, than that. But uh, went on to basically say that we're scamming all of our clients. And, you know, how do you respond to that, Michael? You've gotten those emails before. I mean, my, my response was, look, I've done this for 15 years. I have only done reverse mortgages. And my team has only done reverse mortgages for 15 years. It, don't you think that... I may be out of a job, right? If I was scamming seniors out of their house for 15 years straight, don't you think there would have been some federal investigation? (laughs) Let's lay it out, okay? Reverse mortgages are one of the safest, probably the safest and heavily regulated mortgage on the market today. You still own your home while you have a reverse mortgage and you have the ability to pass the home on to future generations. So if you want to leave the home to the kids or your grandkids, you can do so reverse mortgages are non-recourse loans there is federal reverse mortgage insurance on every type of reverse mortgage loan that's on the market today and what that insurance guarantees is that you will never pass on a debt that you or your heirs have to pay out of pocket if in the event you wind up owing more on the reverse mortgage than the value at the time of sale okay so in layman's terms if you pass away you leave the home to your kids or your grandkids or whoever it is you're going to leave the home to. Well, they have two options. They can keep the house, and to do so, they need to pay off the reverse mortgage loan. They can use proceeds from your life insurance. They can use other savings or assets, or they can refinance your reverse mortgage and pay it off with a traditional mortgage. They can also sell the house by, through the proceeds of the sale pay off the reverse mortgage loan. Any additional money is theirs to keep. If you pass the house on to your kids and you wind up owing more than more on the loan than the value at the time of sale, your heirs, your estate is not held liable. You can have a million dollars in the bank. That million dollars cannot be touched. None of your savings, none of your assets can be touched because these are non-recourse loans.
0: I don't think people realize when they get a regular mortgage, and let's face it, we do in the tens of thousands reverse mortgages per year, the regular mortgage world, some people refer to it as the forward mortgage world, do millions upon millions. And I don't think people realize that that personal guarantee that they are giving the bank is allowing them after their death to say to their children or their heirs, or they're a state attorney, well, you're upside down in the house. Did mom leave any annuities, stocks, bonds? Everybody goes, no, 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 we'll just short sale it. Those days are over. There were too many short sales and too many losses. Banks are going after personal assets and that can happen with a reverse mortgage. And I think that's staggering. I'm going to play. Ask the expert, because, you know, I know the answer to this question, but I want our audience to know this. Let's just say the house is upside down. In layman's terms, uh, it is worth less than the people owe on it. But it's down here in Florida, and it's on the Gulf, or it's near a golf course or on a golf course. But it's $100,000 upside down. And one of the children want to buy it. How do they buy it? Yeah, great
1: question. They can buy it for 95% of the appraised value. That's it. They can, they can finance it in their own name. They can, uh, if they're of age, they can take a reverse mortgage and use the reverse mortgage as the source of financing. But they, they would owe 95% of the appraised value at the time that they wanted to purchase the house.
0: And again, I, I don't want to be disrespectful to anyone, but I don't think people grasp that. Let's just say the house is worth four hundred thousand. But because we're in another recession, or God willing, mom and dad live to be in their nineties, and they owe five hundred thousand, they are a hundred thousand upside down. If they said we want to buy that house, and I'm just going to name names to Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Regions, or any servicer, any holder of a mortgage, that holder would go, Of course you can buy the house. It's five hundred thousand to get the title but it's only worth 400,000 and it doesn't make a difference. What your credit score is and how much money you make. No one's financing a $400,000 house when it costs 500,000. I don't think people realize that, but not only with the reverse mortgage, will the heirs, they're not getting it for 400,000. They're getting it for 5% less than that. They're getting yeah. it for three eighty. There's their 5% down payment. It's, it's staggering that, again, the consumers of the world and the financial planners of the world just haven't wrapped their arms around that. Yeah, and, and that's, that's starting to change.
1: Yeah, you know, as, as there's been more academic research that have come out, uh, and we touched on this on the show last week. Yeah. I mean, the, the American College, uh, you know, all, all these different PhDs and, and uh, financial advisors that, that are studying retirement for a living. You know, they have alphabet soup next to their name. They have more credentials than than you and I will ever have. They're the some of the smartest people in the world that study how to how to optimize a retirement income strategy. They're the ones that have really changed the conversation the most about reverse mortgages. We we tend to piggyback a lot on what they say because Absolutely. their concepts and their theories just they're common sense. Um so let's let's finish the uh, the rapid fire yes. and then and number then number I three. think we should we, we should, we should pivot to just why reverse mortgages have the bad rap. Cause I, I would love yes. to have a crack at that. Yes. Go for it. Well, but let's, let's, let's fin- while the questions are hot on your mind. keep okay. Keep bringing the questions at me. And then I think we can transition. And then we'll go that. for that
0: for another reality check of why they have the bad rap. Cause there is some good reasons why they have the bad sure. rap, the reverse mortgage of yesteryear, not today's. Okay. The next one, which again, I feel is just so important. Um, is what happens when the first borrower dies? Because let's face it, the odds are that is gonna be mom or grandma. Uh, men are usually the older borrower. Uh, men, based on insurance uh, actuary tables, uh, live five years less than women. Used to be seven years, we're catching up. Now it's five years. There is an old insurance joke. I know you've heard me say it on the show a lot. Why do men die earlier? because they want to that's why so uh, so I know all women viewers are going change the channel harry but that is an old joke but when a when when mom loses dad when grandma loses grandpa and they've been married 45 50 years more my grandparents one set were married 66 years statistics say that mom or grandma is losing of the household income. That's staggering to think about. Because she's probably in her 80s. Give us the rights of mom now with a house with a reverse mortgage and being able to live there with no payment.
1: Yeah, well, let's look at what would happen if they didn't have reverse mortgage. And let's say they had a traditional mortgage with Years left on the term, right? I mean, th- those payments need to be made next month That's and the right. month after and the month after that. A reverse mortgage comes with flexible repayment options. So there's there's the option to forego making mortgage payments until the last remaining homeowner leaves the home. So in the circumstance that you laid out, if one spouse dies, the other one continues to live in the home, continues to have the reverse mortgage. If there's available funds in a line of credit, uh, or or a 10-year payment where the, the reverse mortgage lender sends the borrowers a check every month, those funds are still available. Those checks continue to come in, but there's no monthly mortgage payment. And, and so the other spouse would have to pay the property taxes, would have to make sure that they stay current on the homeowner's insurance, would have to make sure that they maintain the home and keep up the home and keep it in good repair, but there's no monthly mortgage payment. And, and that spouse that widow can remain in the home for the rest of their life as long as they're able to, uh, using the equity in the home to enable them to age comfortably in place.
0: Now, I haven't told this and it'll take about two minutes, probably in a year, um, or I at least haven't said it in this fashion. I think you've heard me say this, but again, the emotional value of that Um, at 62 years old um, in my mid 50s, uh, I'd say in my whole my whole decade of my 50s, and I'm sure this is true for everyone, you start to go to more funerals, unfortunately, for your older uncles and aunts. You know, your parents are usually gone. Grandparents are certainly gone earlier, and you're used to that. Um, but when you start approaching that 50-55 mark, suddenly you're the oldest uncle. My cousin and I are the uncles, and you just go into a lot of funerals. And... um, I've said this before at almost every funeral that I've been to of my own relatives, my friends, relatives, um, you know, among the love and among the grieving, there always is that question. And and I, I'm I'm not saying this just because it's in the moment. It's absolutely true. Not a week later, not later that night when we're at our house, but at the funeral, somebody turns to a brother Or a sister and says, how is mom going to keep the house? She can't make the payment without dad's retirement. But when they have a reverse mortgage, and I say this with a smile on my face, because all my relatives do, um, it isn't how is mom going to make the mortgage? How is mom going to keep that house? It's Do you think mom will want to stay in the house? Because she has the option. It's free. And if people could just go 20, 25 years in the future and think of their mom having that option, I think everybody would be dialing your number right now for a reverse mortgage. And and it's not just
1: the reverse mortgage that offers that peace of mind. It's all of the other advanced planning strategies that come with having a reverse mortgage. What does having a reverse mortgage enable you to do? Well, it could enable you to purchase long-term care insurance. It could enable you to defer Social Security from 62 to 70, particularly for the breadwinner, so you can guarantee your spouse is going to be left with a larger Social Security check when you pass away. It's all of these other advanced planning strategies. Using home equity first, being proactive with using home equity And using home equity instead of drawing from your other investment portfolio, allowing those investments to compound and grow. So it's not just I have a reverse mortgage and now I don't have to make a monthly mortgage payment. That's great. And that's a huge benefit of having a reverse mortgage. But the greater benefit is everything else that a reverse mortgage enables you to do to secure the best possible retirement that you can.
0: Absolutely. Well said. Well said. All right. And then our last one. And then we're going to go back to why we have this bad rap. Now the last borrower dies. It's unfortunate, but they're both gone. And now the children slash heirs slash state has the house. Oh, my God. What happens now? Well, he, here's what happens
1: more often than not, and it's quite troubling, and, and it's a big reason why reverse mortgages get the reputation that they do, oftentimes the the borrowers of the reverse mortgage fail to tell the family, fail to tell the heirs and the kids that they even have a reverse mortgage, and, and it's a shock, and, and when the parent, when both borrowers pass away and the house is left to the estate, finding out that your mom and dad had a reverse mortgage and, and and that you're not gonna get all this inheritance from the home is a big shock. Um, we encourage all of our clients, look, let's let's open this up to conversation. Let's ensure your family, your caregivers, anybody that that you may be leaving the home to, your heirs, your estate, they should understand why you have a reverse mortgage what that enables you to do, how that enables you to live a more comfortable retirement, but what are the implications and what are the responsibilities when you pass away? It's actually quite simple. The responsibilities are the reverse mortgage needs to be paid back. And and there needs to be a commitment as to how that's gonna be handled within 30 days um, of the borrower passing away. It is critically important that you, the heirs or the estate, remain in constant communication with the service provider on the loan. Whoever has the reverse mortgage, whether it's you, your your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, they get a statement in the mail every month. And that statement is sent to them by a service provider. It's that same service provider who you need to talk to and work with to inform them what you want to do. Do you want to keep the home and try to secure financing? Do you want to sell the home and pay off the reverse mortgage? How will the reverse mortgage that's now due and payable, how will that be settled? The heirs and the estate have six months to settle out the reverse mortgage and pay off that loan. Now, what happens if six months goes by and the home hasn't sold? Uh, There are exceptions that you can get. There are extensions to that six months, but you have to work with the service provider. Too often, They either don't know that mom and dad had a reverse mortgage, they're not educated, they're not well-informed, it's already difficult enough to deal with the loss of a loved one. Now you throw into the equation, oh, my gosh, well, they had a reverse mortgage. Well, How does this work, and what do I do, and who do I talk to? Next thing you know, 30 days go by, a month goes by, three months goes by, and as that time is ticking, so is the clock on paying off that reverse mortgage or qualifying for an extension. So it's critically important to inform your loved ones of the decision to take a reverse mortgage. They should understand why you're doing it. They should understand what it enables you to do as well while you're alive. They also need to understand what their responsibilities are and the timelines after you pass away. And and what we find is more often than not that doesn't happen. That's correct. Um, and and that's where a, a lot of the the negative you know misperceptions about reverse mortgage come into play.
0: You know I have found that that there's a real age bracket difference. The 80 to 90-year-old people um, who are very hesitant to do this because their whole life they've wanted to give their children a free and clear home. I've had situations, and I know you probably have had more than I, where the children are going, Mom, Dad, we don't want your home. Please take the reverse mortgage. Live a good life. Uh, But they're very anxious that 80 to 90-year-old group in today's world um, to bring the children in. And, oh, my God, the 70 to 80, a little less, in my opinion, but still a very, hey, let's get my son and my daughter on the phone. I'm finding that today's 62 to 65-year-old, which, let's face it, is 10 years ago's 50-year-old, maybe even less. When I say, do you want to get the children on the phone, do you want this? Do you want that? I have them saying I have a good percentage of them saying to me, Michael, I love my son and daughter or my two sons or my two daughters more than anything. But it's none of their business what I'm doing with my house. You don't right. get that from the 70s, 70, 75, 80, 85 year old group, but today's young 62 year old, 65 year old they're still working, they're wheeling and dealing, they're running their own companies. Um, and do you ever get that from the bar? Why should I discuss it with them? They don't the discuss time. their
1: <laughs> All the time,
0: all yeah. the time. And, and hey, you know, we're not here to tell you what
1: kind of conversation to have with your kids or your loved ones. That's, that's your business. Right. But what we are encouraging is that, you know, they're, look, they're... You have an estate and you have heirs that, you, that, that are going to have to handle this, regardless whether you want to tell them now or whether it's their business now right. or not. It is going to be their responsibility to handle this, and they need to be well-informed. It's actually not a very difficult process uh, post-death of both spouses or, yes. or the individual borrower. It, it's not a difficult process so long as you maintain contact with the service provider. Right. It's when there is no contact or contact goes awry that's where look these these lenders they want their money back they they lent money and in some cases they're lending money without receiving a dollar of payback for decades. 10 years 15 years 40 years they want their money back and they right. want their interest they're a lending institution right they're not they're not in this for charity they will foreclose if there's no communication um so communication again is paramount
0: can you imagine though one of the things you said is that once the a state or the children make their decision. They have six months to either sell or refinance. And of course, there's no payments during that six months because it's a reverse mortgage. Yeah. Can yeah. you just imagine calling a Bank of America or a Wells Fargo or a Regions Bank and going, look, mom and dad just passed away. So we're going to take six months to make up our mind. <laughs> right. And by the way, we're not making any payments. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Can yeah. you imagine the bank's reaction? foreclosure would be starting three minutes after that conversation
1: yeah that's a great point it, you it, know, it's my, really it,
0: amazing mom and dad
1: pass away and 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 you're the uh, the heir on this estate you owe next month's payment yeah. whether you
0: like it or not yeah exactly now do you have anything further before we go on to another topic that you want to talk about about again why we get, i mean you just named one great reason why we have the bum rap um but do you have any other reasons
1: yeah. You know, I, I, I wanted to just touch on, cause I get asked this question all the time. I mean, multiple times daily, what you're saying, Steve sounds fantastic, but I talk to somebody, somebody's sisters, brothers, uncles, cousins, neighbors, friend. Uh, you know, I, I ran this by my banker, my banker and, and the banker says not to do it. Or I ran it by my mortgage person that I've used to get my mortgage for 30 years. And they say not to do it. Well, Turns out that person doesn't do reverse mortgages. So why would they recommend a product that that they don't originate or they can't help you with? So I want to talk for a moment about why reverse mortgages get the bad rap that that they do. Absolutely. And that rap is starting to change. The reputation has changed a great deal. Mm-hmm. Here's why. Reverse mortgages have been around now for close to 40 years, right? Think about traditional mortgages. They've been around for hundreds of years. It's still a pretty new concept, When reverse mortgages first came out, they were viewed as a loan of last resort, and they were used as such until about 2014 to 2015. Absolutely. And the concept from the financial planning community was when your investment portfolio is depleted, when you've used every dollar, then you turn to the house, and you use a reverse mortgage, and you can take all this cash out of your home, and you can use that cash to hopefully... Live, I don't know, five years, 10 more years. Hopefully that's going to be enough. There was really no concept around it. There was no strategy other than when you're bupkis, when you're broke, you have some equity in your house and a reverse mortgage is a way to make those funds accessible. And what happened was you had people that were already out of money. They were already having difficulty paying their bills. Perhaps they already couldn't afford to pay the, the, the taxes and the insurance on the home. They were turning to a reverse mortgage as a loan of last resort, and they were taking large sums, hundreds of thousands of dollars in some cases, out of their home. But if you're already broke and you have no safety net and you're in your 60s or 70s and you're going to live another 20 or 30 years, what's $100,000? I mean, it's a a lot of money. $100,000 is a lot of money. $200,000 is a lot of money, but not if your expenses are... $4,000 a month, $5,000 a month, or or an upwards, you know, that money is going to run out. And that's exactly what happened. The strategy of using the reverse mortgage last was a failed and very flawed concept. Yes. And it took until 2014 and 2015 for academia, the financial advising community, and the federal government to say, you know what, we got to wake up here. This this is not being done the way that we envisioned it. The reverse mortgage came out in the 80s as a way for homeowners to use their equity to age safely in place. It it was never meant to be a Band-Aid on an open wound.
0: That's right.
1: But because that's the way that it was used, it caused too many people to take it as a loan of last resort, and then the result was they couldn't afford the taxes and the insurance. If you don't pay your taxes and your property insurance... I don't care if you have a reverse mortgage or a traditional mortgage or no mortgage at all, you will be foreclosed on. And unfortunately, very unfortunately, because a lot of good people took bad advice and they lost their homes because of it. But nobody ever lost their home purely because they had a reverse mortgage. As we said in the beginning of the show, this isn't about the reverse mortgage in and of itself. This is about the other advanced planning strategies that a reverse mortgage can open up for you. We look at this, Michael, you and I, because we specialize in reverse mortgages, we look at reverse mortgages from the top down as a piece of the overall puzzle, not the puzzle itself. Nowadays, reverse mortgages are being used properly. They're They're being used to limit portfolio withdrawals to allow your investment portfolio to grow to delay social security at 62 and and bridge the gap from 62 to 70 increasing your social security check by 60 70 percent. they're also being used to purchase homes so you can afford a home more suitable for your lifestyle needs as you're growing older uh they are so different today look michael you know this. Before 2015, if you had equity and you were over 62 and you had a pulse, we could lend you money on reverse that's right, mortgages. That's right. There was no credit check. There was no income check. Yep. So look, were they bad loans? No, they weren't bad loans. I've been originating reverse mortgages long before 2015. Hmm. I was a believer then. I'm a believer now. I'm more of a believer today. Now more than ever. And I'm more passionate today more than ever because now we're working with financial advisors deeply, closely, and, and we're seeing the result of how a reverse mortgage can fit into one's overall retirement income outlook. We're not just providing the loan of last resort. We thought we were doing great things for great people back then. And it turns out that our our philosophy was flawed. The way that reverse mortgages were used were flawed we've learned we've adapted we've overcome a lot of these misconceptions about reverse mortgages and we stand here as an industry stronger today than we ever have been before with a product stronger today than that it ever has been before but there's too many people that are just ignorant they they feel that they can provide advice or, or consult you on something that they truly have no uh, no clue about um, and what I what I really dislike more than anything else is, you know, look, my my mortgage license, Michael, your mortgage license, it enables us to do both traditional mortgages and reverse mortgages. You do both very, very well. You're an anomaly. Thank you. Right. Not not many in the country can do what you do and handle a large book of reverse mortgage business and a large book of forward mortgage business. My, My myself and my team, we made the decision close to 15 years ago that reverse mortgages they were going to be our niche, and we were going to be the very best at reverse mortgages, but we didn't, we didn't want to be a jack of all trades. We want, mm-hmm. you know, jack of all trades, master of none. Okay. We wanted to be the very best reverse mortgage entity to turn to, uh, and I think we've done a pretty good job of, get, uh, of, of getting Uh We view reverse mortgages as a comprehensive financial strategy, too many people use traditional mortgage loan officers that don't have the extensive reverse mortgage background that you do, that don't understand the intricacies of the product and how – I mean, look, the reverse mortgages and traditional mortgages, they're apples and oranges. Oh, they yeah. couldn't be any different. But too many people think, oh, I can do both, and they, they think that because they're greedy. And they don't want to give up the business to somebody who actually knows what they're doing.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: and that's not a knock on any of my forward mortgage, traditional mortgage no. friends. Uh, Cause I'm going to get a lot of nasty emails and yes, probably a know. lot of nasty calls after this show. Mm-hmm. But my point is this, and, and I apologize for the long rant, no, no. but my passion starts to come out when, Absolutely. when my juices get that's flowing about here. reverse mortgages. My, my point is talk to an expert, talk to somebody who knows what they're doing. That's done them for a long time that has the extensive training and the tools and and the resources to help you make the best possible decision. Uh, Admittedly, reverse mortgages aren't for everybody. We turn down probably 20% of the clients that come our way because it's just not the right fit for their specific situation. But don't trust your neighbor. Don't trust the mortgage guy that you worked with for 30 years. Uh, Don't, you know, be careful who you take advice from because it could be dangerous advice do your own due diligence, become educated, become empowered, and you decide whether this is the proper solution for you or not.
0: Yeah, we're, we're always plagued by they. They mm-hmm. said this is not a good idea. I'm 62 years old. I still don't know who they are. Um, but yeah. be that as it may, you brought something up and we did it again. There's only 16 minutes left, which <laughs> trying to describe a purchase reverse mortgage in 16 minutes is not can do good. that. We um, can do that. But you brought up the purchase reverse mortgage, and you and I both know if financial planners, I won't even say realtors, financial planners grasped the purchase reverse mortgage for all their clients that they now suggest, offer an opinion, to pay cash for their home. They could use that extra tens of thousands, but let's be frank, in most cases, hundreds of thousands in liquidity. To make sure that client has everything they need to make it into their nineties and well into their hundreds, so I'm glad that you're the expert tonight. Go ahead, explain us the heckam for purchase in fifteen minutes. <laughs> so we'll try to unravel luck. it
1: in fifteen minutes. I, I think we can do so. Uh, <laughs> just in case we don't cover every everything, cheap plug. I have a a video on my YouTube page detailing the reverse mortgage. Um, I highly recommend you view it. If you search the Stephen J. Celeste group on YouTube, uh, there's a lot of videos there. We have a whole video series, but go to the one about the reverse mortgage for purchase. It's probably the most viewed one that we have up on the page. And I think you'd get a lot of benefit from it. Very cool. A reverse mortgage for purchase, the concept is very simple. It enables you to purchase your next primary residence with a one-time down payment of roughly 50% of the home value. It's designed to enable you to purchase your your permanent home that's going to be more suitable for your long-term needs. So the best way that I can describe this is just by giving an example of a recent client that we've had. They, here in Maryland, they had a $400,000 home, okay? They owed $100,000. It's too much house for them. Three floors, three stories of stairs, too much walking. It's just not a home that's conducive for their lifestyle as they're trying to grow old at home and age comfortably in place. They want to be on a one-floor house, a ranch-style house. Great. They sold their house. Through the proceeds of the sale, they they paid off the $100,000 mortgage on their house. They had a traditional forward mortgage. So now they walk away with $300,000. Their their thought before speaking to me was, great, $400,000 is a little bit too much house. But a three hundred thousand dollars house, we can still get all the amenities that we had in our in our former home, and we can be on one floor, and we, we have three hundred thousand dollars in cash, so we're just going to pay cash for the house, and this way we don't have a mortgage payment later in life. They were referred to me by their financial advisor. Thank goodness, because I've done a lot of uh, of legwork and groundwork to educate this financial advisor to be on the lookout for this type of situation because this is the perfect situation for somebody to purchase their next home with a reverse mortgage so he referred the clients to me we we consulted with the clients uh they did have three hundred thousand dollars and they were dead set on paying cash for the house but in consultation with the financial advisor we discussed well what if right what if you didn't have to pay three hundred thousand dollars in cash And we could still ensure that you didn't have a mandatory mortgage payment. But instead of using all that cash, now you could put down half, $150,000 towards the purchase of the home. And that's the only only money that you ever need to put into the home other than the homeowner's insurance, the property taxes, and the maintenance on the home. And what if you could take the other $150,000 and give it now to your financial advisor? What would that mean for your overall retirement outlook? What would $150,000 of tax-free, clean cash being injected into your retirement income strategy, what would that do? Well, did wonders, right? It, it, from, the, from the financial advisor's perspective, it extended the longevity of their portfolio by years and years and years.
0: Absolutely.
1: Now they don't have a mortgage payment. They now bought the $300,000 home. They put down $150,000 in cash. They gave the other $150,000 to their advisor. They grew their overall retirement nest egg, preserve more of the assets that were under the management of that financial advisor, and they're in a home conducive to their long-term needs so they can comfortably age in place. It
0: is a staggering principle that you would think the country has wrapped their arms around, like the traditional reverse mortgage, but they simply haven't yet. Now, I'm one of those people, you said you might get some some angry or mean emails from the forward people from from one possible comment that you made. Hopefully you don't. I always get bad emails (laughs) um, when I say what I'm about to say. When I say that it's the greatest product since sliced bread, the purchase reverse mortgage. Um, I always get a lot of people in the industry saying, but it's less than 4% of our business. Michael, the product has failed. I have been calling it the sleeping giant um, of the senior real estate world for going on 12 years now. I always get people back going, saying to me, great people, friends, going, Michael, your sleeping giant is in a coma. It's not sleeping anymore. It drifted into a coma. And I always come back with the same thing. The purchase reverse mortgage has not failed the reverse mortgage industry. The reverse mortgage industry has failed the purchase reverse mortgage. And that is why we must, must, must. And that's why you and I are having certain discussions off camera. We must get the forward mortgage world involved in the purchased reverse mortgage. Because to all my reverse mortgage brothers and sisters, and there's just so many of them out there, and they have so much integrity. I've never met a reverse mortgage person that didn't leave their house for an appointment with the sole goal of making life better for that senior. I can't say that about the probably 1 million plus regular mortgage people out there. And I'm not saying reverse mortgage people don't want to make money. We have families to support. But I have yet to meet a reverse mortgage person in my 15 years in the business that didn't put the client first. But reverse mortgage people don't know how to talk or deal with a type A personality hard realtor. Now, that's that. Now, realtors are going to get mad at me. Reverse mortgage people are going to be mad at me. The realtor that you write a contract for, and it's got a closing date. And it's not maybe if if you really can do this, Mike, get it closed by the 30th of April. That's the contractual date. Moving trucks on both sides have been hired, let alone the domino effect that each one of those people is buying a house. And using the proceeds from the last sale to buy another house. So every purchase mortgage really involves four or five families. Now, let's face it. We're good at what we do, you and I, Stephen. But if we're going to be a day late with a closing, we call our senior clients and say, I'm so sorry. Hmm. There was lightning. The surveyor couldn't get out. We didn't realize that we did this. The appraiser was late. The dog ate my homework. Would it be okay If we close Thursday instead of Wednesday and in every case, the elderly client goes, of course, we're retired. We're already in the house. Yeah, as long as we close by the end of the month and we don't have to make a payment next month, just like you told us, Stephen, we're fine. You call a realtor or a client in a purchase mortgage, say, I'm sorry, we can't close on Thursday. We need to close on Friday. You get yelled at.
1: Oh, there, there would be a lot of four-letter words on the receiving end of that phone call, for and sure. And for
0: good reason. Absolutely. The electric has Absolutely. been scheduled to be turned off in the old house and turned on in the new house, as well as the water, the trash, the this. Maybe they're moving out of the area. The children are starting—well, there's grandchildren. The People are starting a new job. The moving truck is on its way from Baltimore to Florida. It costs five hundred to thousand dollars to say to those people, can you keep the furniture on the truck an extra day? And I have to but say Don't don't you think that is that that that's the biggest fear?
1: Well, so to me there's two fears from realtors. The fear number one, reverse mortgages take forever to close. And look, false. if you're not working with if you're not working yeah. with a company that's competent, they can take forever to close. If you're working with a traditional mortgage loan officer that does one or two reverse mortgages a year, they're going to take 90, maybe 120 days to close your loan. If we're closing reverse mortgage, (laughs) our our average is 26 days, but that's us. We we do reverse mortgages uh, uh, and we do lots of them every month. That's the, that's one of the fears is that reverse mortgages take too long. They're not going to close on time. The other fear, and I can understand this. Look, if you're a realtor and you have a, a client that comes to you, a buyer that comes to you Mr. Realtor, I have three hundred dollars in three hundred thousand dollars in cash. I want to buy that three hundred thousand dollar home in cash. We could close next week, right? So, so from a realtor's perspective, why would I inject the risk of a mortgage and the fact that now now we got to submit an offer with a mortgage? This this market is wildly competitive right now. Uh, Cash cash offers sometimes are better. Mm-hmm. Especially an FHA mortgage, and so that that is a that's a valid concern, but my counter to that always is, what's right for your buyer, right? I mean, is it right for your buyer to spend three hundred thousand dollars in cash? Now let's let's address all these misconceptions that you have about reverse mortgages, and that they not they're not going to close on time. Look, we've never missed a contract date ever. Mm-hmm. As long as the the reverse for purchase product has been around since two thousand nine. We've never missed a contract date. I think that speaks volumes to our dedication of of ensuring that we're going to close these loans on time. Um, But that's, you know, it's it's injecting a mortgage that I think is the biggest fear, which is why I think it's not the realtors that that we as the industry need to educate. It's the financial advisors. Exactly. The financial advisors that are going to Protect and preserve more of their assets under management and inject more assets into that AUM, into those assets under management to be able to grow their clients' nest egg, grow their clients' investment portfolio larger and last longer. That's the biggest beneficiary. Of course, the buyer is the biggest beneficiary as well. But at the financial advisor, the, the, it's a huge win for them and, and for the client. And for the client. You know, we, we talk about long-term care insurance a lot on this show, Michael. What yeah. if that $150,000, instead of putting it into an investment portfolio, what if that client took $100,000 and paid for one of these one-time pay long-term insurance policies? Hmm. Now, they're in a home more suitable for their long-term needs. They don't have a mandatory monthly mortgage payment each and every month, regardless of their financial situation. And they're covered. They're good. They don't have to worry about a long-term care event. I mean, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And and they can go pad their portfolio by $50,000 or, or whatever that number is. What a reverse mortgage can do as a domino effect to, to create one positive benefit after another positive benefit after another positive benefit, it's unbelievable.
0: And I want to say, and we only have about three minutes remaining, but to those realtors and uh... – I was so excited about tonight's show. I think I told you off air. um, I joined more groups on LinkedIn. I put this out to more people than I ever have. I usually don't put our show out to realtors. Uh, This time I did to several groups on LinkedIn that ranked 50,000, 70,000 members. And I want to say something to the realtors listening. Because I think one of the mistakes the industry makes, and again, I know I'm going to get some emails over this, is Should that realtor, that type A personality, who's being offered a $300,000 cash deal, go, wait a minute. I have to do what's right. Let's turn this into an FHA mortgage. Should they? (laughs) Yeah, morally. Business-wise, is it ever going to happen? Not very often. And I think that's one of the reasons, like you say, that we're not doing enough of them. But I have to touch on what, in, in, in 30 seconds or less, what a realtor actually does for a living. So now I want the real estate agents to listen to me. Because I'm doing this 39 years, 15 reverse, but all 39 forward. So I have many relationships with great realtors, okay? How many times do you have a client with 300000 cash, and they tell you they want a three-bedroom, two-bath with a study, and a swimming pool, and a large kitchen, and a spillover hot tub, and you—and this is the area I'd like to be in because we want to be close to the beach. You know that, Stephen? That's where we're coming down here. And you look and you go, wait a minute. We can get you exactly what you want, but that's not 300000 That's 400000 And that client calmly comes back and says, I'm sorry, my financial <clears throat> planner, or my son or my daughter says we shouldn't take any money out of our portfolio. Enter the reverse mortgage. Let them buy that $400,000 Great house. Point. Put Such 200 grand point. down. They have the house of their dreams. They have an extra $100,000 cuz they were going to put up 300, they're only putting up 200. Here's the part that I want the real estate agents to listen to. They're referring you to every friend they have because you got them a $400,000 house for 200000 down and no payments. And I have to say it, isn't your commission higher, Mr. Realtor? Aren't you getting paid on a $400,000 house rather than a 300000 It's time realtors started embracing this for what it is. is—a legal, an ethical, It's an ethical way to upsell. That's right. Wrong an ethical way to do it. All right, we got 48 seconds left, uh, which is just great because we need another three hours. Um, But as usual, thank you, as always. um, Next week, we're going to do something a little different, a little bit of a human interest story um, that kind of revolves around uh, grandparents not being able to hug and see their grandchildren. We're going to have some grandchildren and grandparents on. They, They Zoom with each other. They have car parade birthdays. They wave outside, but no hugs and kisses. It's played a very big role in our country because of COVID-19. And we're going to take a break from all the serious stuff, do, do some loving stuff uh, next week. Stephen, thank you as always. And Thanks, uh, uh, to the 62 me. Who New audience, thank you so much for being here.